0: mindset, we're a leader, uh, yet we're importing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, you know the IRA speaks to um, the Made in America component. And I would like to challenge it even further. And I think Governor Hochul supports this and some of her agenda. And uh, New York legislators are in favor of bringing New York, uh, creating New York uh, jobs for New Yorkers in the EV space. So yes, we have the mindset. We're committed to climate change in the state of New York. Um, but I think where the other problem lies for New York is where are the EV jobs? Why aren't we leading uh, the market in EV job creation? And I think that's where Green Island EV comes
1: in. Welcome to Stream, a trucktractortrailer.com production. My name is Zach Miller, I'm your host, and we have a really special conversation here today. Um, we have, Franz Hawkstrasser from Raise Green, and John Gilley, who is the founder of Green Island EV Company, um, talking about what's been in the news so much the last six months. First and foremost, we have the Infrastructure Investment Jobs Act. And then just very recently, we have the Inflation Reduction Act. These are two major pieces of legislation uh, that have passed at the federal level here this year, uh, particularly related to climate, sustainability, and job creation, and sort of the flywheel of, of the three of those. So you know, who better to, to talk about these than, than Franz, who uh, has a, a wealth of experience after working with the federal government um, on climate and environmental policy. So Franz, if you could please just give us um, a brief overview about the, the climate portions of these bills and, and what they mean um, you know, for American jobs and manufacturing.
2: Sure, delighted to, and thanks so much for having me on, Zach, and good to see you, John. Um, so mm-hmm. the, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act that passed uh, in December of last year um, put, put forward uh, an enormous package of, of funding for uh, clean energy, and particularly electric vehicles, which I think is a you know, topic for today, specifically yeah. within that, um, there's, there is a provision a five billion dollar incentive program uh, for clean school buses and you know school buses, as you guys know better than I do, uh, are, there are about 500,000 of those in the country. Um, this, this program specifically incentivizes states as well as private entities um, to transition those into electric school buses or clean school buses um, and, and that, that's a very powerful signal um, to to get those moving. Um, But what happened most recently and what what we are just over the moon about is the largest uh, climate investment in history Mm -hmm. through the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, So $370 billion um, will go into uh, climate and clean energy and environmental justice uh, provisions, um, as well as climate resilience um, over the next 10 or so years. Um, and within that there's a whole boatload of incentives specifically for electric vehicles as well so um, really excited to, to dig into those and talk about them um, you know this this really resets the table for um, business and private investment into uh, particularly uh, transportation um, electrification but also the entire clean energy economy and, and accelerates that transition to the tune of uh, setting the U.S. on pace to reduce emissions um, by an estimated 40% below 2005 levels by 2030. Um, so well on our way to the 50% that is the U.S. target. Um, and it's really going to take all of us um, in order to get there um, implementing these these programs and deploying more and more EVs, um, homemade, American-made EVs, um, and and clean energy technologies all across the country.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what a you know just another great time to have this conversation is we're in back to school season right now. So when better to talk about school buses than back to school season? And John, I know you you know the school bus industry better than than most people. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. A majority of school buses on the road actually are in the state of New York. Am I right about that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I th- I think that uh, one out of eleven school buses on planet Earth are in New York State. So France, France mentioned that there's about five hundred thousand, and that's really in North America. Um, and and uh, you know Governor Hochul, uh, governor of New York, uh, came out uh, recently, and others that are in the industry here in New York, uh, they mentioned fifty thousand school buses in New York. I think the number is about forty five thousand. But there's 5,000, what we would call is, uh, you know, on reserve or uh, uh, in service, but not, not deployed yet. But there's about 50,000. So um, the number I like, to, I like to talk to, speak to is 45,000 in New York versus a, uh, a, a market size of 500. So, yeah, Zach, I, I would say uh, New York State uh, on its own represents a very meaningful uh, market opportunity for school bus manufacturers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But then, but then that ties into one of the problems we have where New York State, uh, Mm -hmm. as anybody, whatever people may or may not think about these bills, New York State positions itself as a climate leader. And yet, and yet, (laughs) we have more diesel school buses on the road than any other state. So how do you reconcile the fact that, hey, we're New York, we're a climate leader, but also we have more diesel school buses than anywhere else on the planet.
0: Well, well let, let, let's let's cut New York some slack. Um, you, you could go uh, with the exception of California, which has really took the, the first leap into EV. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, I, I was privileged enough to be on, uh, on lead, led the project that put the first five electric school buses in the state of New York, uh, that was the White Plains Demonstration Project. Um, and it wasn't just myself and a small team. We had a large, we had, you know, it takes a village, so to speak, to pull these things off uh, uh, in White Plains. But I, New York is ready to address the problem. And it is a problem, but we're ready to address it. The bigger problem for, for a New Yorker is, all right, we're, we're uh, in, in, in mindset, we're a leader, uh, yet we're importing everything. Uh, And I think, uh, you know, the IRA speaks to um, the Made in America component. And I would like to challenge it even further. And I think Governor Hochul supports this. and uh, New York legislators are in favor of bringing New York, uh, creating New York uh, jobs for New Yorkers in the EV space. So, yes, we have the mindset. We're committed to climate change in the state of New York. um, But I think where the other problem lies for New York is, where are the EV jobs? Why aren't we leading uh, the market in EV job creation? And I think that's where Green Island EV comes in uh, is to be that OEM that's, man- that's headquartered in New York, that's actually manufacturing mm-hmm. in New York for New Yorkers to uh, you know, solve some of those uh, you know, uh, job problems that we have on the manufacturing side. And these are, are blue collar trades jobs that uh, you know, every state in the nation, Wants to create, um, but specifically for the problem we're trying to solve here in Green Island is is the problem right here in New York,
1: and and it, it's it's interesting and and it really is a perfect solution to that. And, and Franz is quickly going back to you because I believe that some of the international manufacturers actually push back against the IRA specifically yeah. for that purpose because it is designed to back American manufacturers in the green space and not to really give out subsidies to some of these international companies.
2: Yeah, well, so we have a, a, a major uh, critical materials, a challenge ahead of us. And that is that you know, we, we import uh, the bulk of uh, our critical materials from, uh, from other countries, primarily China. Uh, there's about a four to one trade imbalance right now um, and that you know that sets American companies uh, back in terms of competitiveness. But what this bill does, uh, that is truly uh, revolutionary and 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 thoroughly exciting, I think, for the entire American economy, but especially for clean energy and climate uh, companies, um, is that it kind of resets the balance there by by really incentivizing uh, and and at a certain point, you know, phasing in a demand for U.S. made. Uh, components mm-hmm. on most of the clean energy uh, technologies that we need to deploy. So that includes, you know, within uh, within the electric vehicle tax credits, um, a domestic made components requirement uh, that phases in uh, over time. Uh, and that's going to lead to a whole ton of innovation uh, to meet those and and new manufacturing. Uh, and you all really are on the, the cutting edge of, of, delivering on that. And we need companies like that uh, out front, um, ready to take take, the, take on the challenge of uh, reinventing, manufacturing, reinventing the blue collar workforce
1: here in America around the clean energy uh, transition. Absolutely. John, somebody wants to uh, invest in Green Island EV. How would they go about doing that?
0: Well, <laughs> go to raisegreen.com and look for Green Island EV and uh, press the invest button and, and we'll walk you through the process. Um, and that's France's uh, company, by the way, <laughs> uh, which is an awesome uh, group of folks we've worked with. And and, and by the way, Zach, the reason, uh, you know, Green Island DV, our, our company, we had many choices for crowdfunding uh, solutions and by far the only one that was all in on, you know, um, you know, they're they're on a climate agenda, a climate solution agenda was Raise Green. So it was without a doubt, uh, really was an easy choice for us to partner up with Raise Green to, let's say, take Green Island DB to
1: market. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us today. Really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Zach. Thank you both. Much appreciated. Thanks. Thanks, Francis.